0: Over the last half-century, Buddhist practices in the West have grown in popularity. Mindfulness has become associated with stress reduction, enhanced immunological protection, psychological well-being, and profound states of happiness. In many cases, mindfulness has been uncoupled from the Buddhist teaching altogether and is a standalone cognitive therapy for the treatment of various mental difficulties, from depression to obsessive-compulsive disorder. The term anatta, which means no permanently abiding self or soul, is at the heart of the Buddha's teaching. But with our Western emphasis on psychological health, it's perhaps inevitable that this essential aspect of the teaching is downplayed or even avoided. Emptiness, after all, stands in opposition to many of our most important values, such as self-reliance, individual initiative, and the pursuit of pleasure. We want the contentment and happiness promised by the Buddha, but with the me fully stabilized and intact. This selective approach to Buddhism would seem to allow the best of both the Eastern and Western worlds we can use the techniques and practices that serve our immediate purpose without asking the deeper spiritual questions concerning our very existence. Best of all, the methods work, and the benefits of greater mindfulness dramatically affect both our mental health and the ease of our life. The story would end happily here, except that there's a rub when we pare back the Dharma, the Buddha's teaching. Externally, we see the Earth's environment eroding before our eyes, the population soaring, and our natural resources diminishing. We see unparalleled greed and anger forming greater divisions within an ever-shrinking planet. At a time when the world pleads for kindness and compassion, we see cultures continuing their ancient bickering while forgetting their commonly shared heritage. Internally, our problems continue as well. We hurt, and we don't understand why. Fear, desire, and grief fill our lives. Our psychological sophistication should solve our problems, but therapies and self-improvement methods don't seem to diminish our isolation and separation. We'd like to feel compassion for all beings, But our own problems are so demanding that we have little time to include others in our heart. We try to compensate for these shortcomings with more socially engaged activities, but find that our motivation is often based in righteousness, which further divides the world. Through all our techniques and procedures, the sense of I remains the cornerstone of our existence. When we look at our experience, we appear to be the center of the universe. All experiences seem to confirm our central place in life. Every input is interpreted through the lens of self. We hear about the corrupted power of the ego, but seem unable to shake off this ever-present sense of me. Its authority seems absolute, and most of us eventually acquiesce to its rule, and we engage our Dharma practice carrying the sense of me along within our spiritual development.